Hey, I'm back. Yeah, new episode, new story. And since the disaster of uh, the first real but not really real boyfriend person guy thing and the whole misinformation and not enough information from the sex ed talks in primary school, I realized that there were a lot of unlearning that I had to do and uh, learning correct information. Well, somewhat correct, but at least, you know, learning as much as I could get that was true and not with hidden intentions or agenda to lead me into making certain choices and certain decisions. Right? Uh, like I mentioned in the last one, in my short shorts, I love honesty. Honesty is, is to me, is the best thing when it comes to relationships and uh, making sure that you have all the facts and information straight. So I had to do a lot of research, um, talking to people, as in friends and, you know, family members, people who are close to me, just to get certain perspectives, different perspectives and proper information or as much information as they would allow me to get at that age, which was still kind of frustrating, but at least it was eye-opening because the transition from primary school to secondary school made me want to learn new things, want to learn the truth, want to learn what actually is and not what people just come and tell you because they want you to follow this path specifically. And I mean, come on, there's no way to live. That's how people were trying to do it all the time, but it wouldn't work for me. It didn't work for me. And I had to really open my mind to new thoughts and new ideas and new processes and new everything and actually communicate them because it's one thing to get new information is another thing to communicate the information that you've learned to someone else. So you have to get the new information, but first you have to unlearn the old information, get the new information, process it in your own mind, make sure that you understand it, you ask the questions on all of that, and then communicate it to other people. Right? But not just go and communicate it to any random person because they don't really care about your business. But the people who actually care, the people who are there for you, the people who are supporting you, and the people who would want the best for you. Right? During my unlearning process and learning new processes, I came across two terms that I always thought was the same, but they are a bit different, which is dating and courting. I really thought that they were, you know, one, both of them were the same and they just had to, you know, depending on where you are, you reduce courting or dating. But that's not the case. Um... When I did, you know, for the research and dive deeper into it, because, you know, everybody had encyclopedia, you know, those long 
old encyclopedia sets and uh, they just had it there on the bookshelf or wherever just taking up space and it had all these different volumes and series and the whole alphabet and yeah we had one of those used to smell weird kind of like the smell though but pull it out check out the words check out you know definitions and examples and all of that that was my first first set of researching checking out the encyclopedias always right until we got you know the internet and you could check things online and whatnot but you know your first line is always encyclopedia and a dictionary and just basically talking to friends and family and people who you think would have the information they're looking for and uh, what surprised me about the definition between well the basic definition between dating and courting Yes, they're basically telling you that this is a period where you would get to know the person. You spend time with them, you share information about likes, dislikes, and, you know, you have a nice time. You, you talk, you may take them out to somewhere, maybe, you know, the movies or to go and get dinner or whatever, whatever you like to do on your, on your dates, date night, but... Courting, courting was more for the intention of marriage. So if you had intentions of marrying someone, or maybe you reach an age where you say, okay, it's time for me to settle down, I have this, that, and the other in place, and I want to settle down, so I'm looking for a spouse, um, you would do courting and dating some people date for marriage, but a lot of people date for fun, right? So you won't get that level of seriousness in dating all the time as opposed to courting. Another point to note for courting is that, which is a big point in itself, when you're courting someone, there's no... um sex there's no sex on the table you're not going into it thinking um i'm going to take you out get to know you and then we're gonna have sex and then i'm gonna see if you you're the one that i want to marry no you're, you're just strictly getting to know the person at this period in time and make up your mind okay if this is the person you want to marry yes or no if not then you move on to the next person and Dating, especially modern-day dating, I think there's too much emphasis on sex, right? Because a lot of people um, have moved away from the idea of just, you know, of courting per se, because courting is more, was more of a old-time thing, a long-ago thing, because it really did give me... Um, but I can say this example now, but back then it was really like 17th century kind of something, you know, like the whole Bridgerton vibes when they had the the courting season open where they would um, go to the girls' house, bring flowers, talk to them and whatnot, whatnot. And then after a period, they would propose for marriage and then they would live happily ever after. That was the whole, you know, vibe for courting, but for dating... We moved away from that scene, so 
there is no just going and getting to know the person just like that. Sex is involved in dating. In most cases nowadays, because a lot of people seem to want sex or expect sex when they're dating someone. And there was a time when I had a guy that told me, yes, we're dating and whatnot, but I can't confirm that you're my girlfriend unless we have sex. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? So then you're not on the same level with me. So I have to have sex with you in order for you to make up your mind if you like me enough to be with me. Nah, bullshit. Come again. Try something else. But yeah, the whole dating and quantum thing, it's the same but different. And I think what makes it a lot different, again, is the times. Because you don't hear much people talking about courting these days. Unless they're watching Bridgerton or some show like that, or you know? Something out of the sort. Movies, shows, whatever, or books or whatever. But dating is the thing now, and they really push for fun. Getting to know the person, if you could tolerate this person long enough to have a relationship with them, and... They put sex on the table. Some people expect it, some people don't. And then there are some people who, you know, they still want to take things slow so they would have the idea that, okay, we're dating, but I could only have sex with you after I get to know you at this point, to this point, you know, or this set of information. Or some people have a three-month waiting period, which doesn't make any sense. To me, if you want to have sex with a person... Just have sex with the person. This whole set of long rules and waiting for this and two-week period and three-month period and all of that, they're making no sense. They're making no sense. And then some people just did just to have sex. That makes no sense either because you could get people to have sex but you don't have to date them. Just saying. So why go through the headache and... You know, some people may actually develop feelings during the dating period. So if you're not serious about that, you need to say something up front. If you just want to have sex, don't go out there and pretend you're dating somebody. Because then that's going to cause unintentional hurt on that person's side and maybe even your side. Because sometimes you won't even know that you like the person or you fall for the person until shit hit the fan. And the person don't want to deal with you anymore. And then they realize, oh, this person was really nice or genuine or whatever the case is. And then they're going to mess it up. Right? So, again, honesty here. Know your intentions and let the person know what you want up front. And then things will run smoothly. It would. They can either get a yes or a no. And if you get a maybe, that person stringing you along, they probably don't know what they want either. So just, you know, leave it like be. You can always revisit the, the conversation or the relationship later on in life. But if, again, it's all about your intentions and what you want and what you intend to put up with as well. So let's move on to the story. After the first failed relationship, it took me a while to get back into the whole, you know, dating thing or getting to know someone thing. 
um I would say two years because the first boyfriend was in form two and I'm now fast forward into form four where I'm actually, you know, talking to guys with intent of maybe starting a relationship. I took a little time off because, you know, the whole books before boys thing and I had to get my grades in order. <laughs> my grades in order and again, just unlearn the old shit and learn some new stuff some new good stuff and stuff that I could probably take into the next relationship, right? So it started off with me talking to this one guy. Um, I was in the business class and he was in his science class. And the two classes always ran competition with each other, which class got the better grades at the end of the semester and all of that. So this was uh, in the second semester, and when we started talking, he would come to school early, and I would come to school super early, not because I like school, but because I lived a good way, a good distance away from school, so I had to get up early in the morning, you know, to beat the traffic to get to school. Or else if you leave at a certain time thinking, oh, just half an hour, school is away, half an hour. Traffic takes about an hour and a half. So if you're thinking, okay, I would leave home at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I wouldn't get to school until after 9, 10 o'clock. And school starts at half past 8. And I'm thinking that was the same reason why he would come to school earlier as well. So I would come to school early and, you know, pass him in the hallways and whatnot. And eventually we started talking because we were, we were one of the few people who were in school early. And I'm talking about reaching school early, like half past six, seven o'clock in the morning when nobody else there. So, you know, you come to school early and have nobody else to talk to. Usually I would go in class and lie down and sleep because, I mean, I get up so early. Hated getting up early, but... It was the, the necessary evil that I had to do. So sometimes I would come in and just lie down on the desk and sleep for a little bit until somebody come in and start to make noise and I wake up. And sometimes I pass the time as well. I would do homework that I didn't get to do the day before. So eventually, he because his class and my class are side by side, you could walk into class and you would see him pass or I might reach early and he would see me pass by his class uh, or vice versa. And he would call me out and say, hey, you're here early too. And, you know, he started to talk. And then eventually it led to us talking during the day, um, recess time and, uh, well, not recess. We used to call it break. Recess was, you know. <laughs> More the primary school thing, but they get the break time and they got the lunch time. So we would talk, and it was nice. It was going cool, and again I started to open up. Um, started talking about schoolwork stuff, and then you know what they would do afterwards, and all the likes and dislikes. They like to eat, where they like to um, drink, if they like different movies and music and all of that. 
and it was it was a nice school thing till some people um in the class used to say, Oh, look at your boyfriend coming and that kind of thing. I said, Is that my boyfriend? So come on, we're just talking, we're just friends. But we were talking for a, little, a few weeks and then um, we had to go to some seminars. So the business teacher, she decided, well, since we're doing business, um, it will benefit us greatly to go to these symposiums and seminars and all these different, you know, job fairs just to get an idea of what the real, real world is out there. And sometimes when we go to these seminars, they had motivational speakers. Um, one in particular, uh, I remember, was at the Venezuelan embassy. And they were talking about um, how life is too short to hold grudges. And you should forgive people and forgive them not so much for them, but for yourself to let go of the grudge and just get over it. Get it out of your mind so you won't be holding on to any animosity or anger towards anybody else. And like, you know what? There's only one person I could think of that I still had a grudge to that I needed to, you know, just straight away because... Like in Form 4, we live in school and about, you know, a year and a half again, I would like to be able to see former classmates on the road and be like, hey, are you going and have a good chat without having any, you know, you did so and so and I don't like you kind of vibe. No. So there was this one guy back in Form 2. Well, we came in and we were in the, the same Form 1 and Form 2 class, right? Until we got split up in Form 3. And when we were in Form 2, he started, I guess he started liking me. But the way how we used to go about showing that was kind of annoying. He would come at my desk. We had single desks. He would come at my desk and kind of push me over halfway on my chair and then come and sit down and talk all kind of nastiness. And, you know, like those boys back in primary school, if they like you, they would come and hit you and run and push you down. And, you know, them kind of shippiness. Yeah, he had that kind of approach when it comes to me and he used to annoy me so much, so much. And then there was this day that I think the teachers were protesting because of the condition of the school or something like that. Or oh, some kind of madness because, you know, sometimes back in those days, teachers used to protest for a lot of things because they really used to work in some kind of environment, sir. Um, and uh, he came. There were no teachers in the class, in his school, in any classes. And he came by my desk because, you know, at this time, no teachers, everybody unruly. You go two, three periods without having a teacher, nobody passing up and down the halls. And it was just chaos. So the, the school was just buzzed with noise. Everybody talking, everybody playing, people running out of class, all kind of nonsense going on. And, uh, yeah, he came by my desk with his usual nonsense. And he started to irritate me. And I started to ignore him. But at the same time, he told me some shippiness and I told him how to cuss him. At the same time, the dean, one of the deans of the school passed by the class. And she saw me making a scene with him. 
she came in a class and flat out just embarrassed me right but the other students in the class they were like but she wasn't doing nothing you know it was him because he was interfering with her and she didn't believe them she figured that i was man crazy and was in the man chair and interfering with him and getting on with him and yeah flat out just embarrassed me and you know didn't believe anything i say and made me out like if i just wild girl so from then I kind of locked him off. I didn't talk to him, like literally. I didn't even look at him because I was like, if it wasn't for you doing your shit, I would not have been that deeply embarrassed because I, honestly, I considered myself a, a good girl, he would say. I wasn't the type to get in trouble, do my schoolwork, obey the rules kind of person. So for me to get in trouble and embarrassed like that was just... You know, too much for me to handle. So I would lock you off. I locked him off for that time. So from form two, all the way to form four, I really wasn't talking to him. And when I heard the seminar, the motivational speaker in the seminar say, let go of all the grudges, forgive people for the nonsense they do because sometimes they didn't know what they was doing at the time and you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, let me forgive him. But remember for this... This two years, I was not for the whole of Form 2 because that happened earlier in Form 2. Eh? So for whole of Form 2, whole of Form 2, I was not talking to this guy. I, he was talking to me, as in he would see me in the hallway, or corridor, and in the class and whatever, and would pass and say good morning or good evening or hello, whatever, and I would just ignore him. So that was... I don't know. I think that was a thing for him. Me ignoring him kind of turned him on. I don't know. But, yeah, he would still do that if he see me. So one morning, um, I was walking up the stairs. And his classroom is a little bit off from mine. Right? But I had to walk in front of his classroom to get to my classroom. And he was at the top of the, the staircase there and I reached the top and I was, you know, turning to walk and he said good morning and I answered him. And I think he wasn't shocked because he asked the other guy who was coming up behind me if he heard me talk and he was like, yeah, she talks, she answered you. So later on that day, I pulled him aside and, you know, I tell him well, what is what and as... Because he tried to apologize to me after the incident, eh? and I didn't, I didn't want to hear it. So I was like, you know what, you apologize all that time, and I was being kind of, you know, immature and whatnot because of what happened. So just want to say we're good. I don't have any grudge or anything against you right now. We're good. And so from that day forward, we started talking. But it wasn't talking like in... A romantic kind of intending to boyfriend girlfriend kind of talk. It was just talking like friends, and there was this um, this day that the other guy, the first guy, he wasn't there, and I had maths afterwards, and I was trying to figure out a question that we had gotten for homework, and. 
the you know the other guy was there and he came in. I was like, "What are you doing?" So he had dung in the book all this time. I was like, "I'm trying to figure out this math problem," and he was like, "Well, let me see what you have." I said, "You got that math?" He's like, "Yeah." And he, he watched the, the problem and he figured it out and he showed me how to do it. I was like, what? You know how to do that? That's so cool. So from then, when I was stuck with a math problem, I would ask him for help. And he would actually show me because I wasn't good at maths at all. I don't like it. Not my subject. Give me English, no maths. But... He used to show me maths work, and I would help him out with English stuff. And the other guy from the science class, he would still come and talk, you know? But that was just it. He would just come and talk. He didn't, sometimes he didn't add anything, and he was the, he was the quiet, shy guy. The guy who, you know, I want to say like the, the male version of me at the time, you know, the, the good boy, go to school, do good work and, you know, you're respectful and you listen to all the rules and all of that. That was it. And the other guy who, you know, we just started back talking and whatnot. He, he was the, the bad boy type, if I could put it like that. Yeah. He was a bad boy type. Both of them were, you know, good looking in their own way. The science guy was short at the time, cute, had a little tight tongue, something going on, respectful, everything. He was good. The bad boy, on the other hand, he was like the, the tall, dark, and handsome kind of guy. So, yeah. And I mean, he, he brought a little excitement because he was kind of spontaneous and uh, playful. And he used to come and tell me all kind of stupidness. And it, I used to laugh with it. So it was nice. I was like, you know what? Talk to both of them and, and done the story. Because I mean, me at that time, sex is off the table. This is like courting. Like I have two quarters, two sisters coming to me. This is, this is cool. Because eventually, the bad guy, well, the bad boy type, he used to, you know, come and say, oh, well, you know, I like your kind of way, you know. I was like, you know, why not? Why not? Get to know both of them. Sex is off the table. For me, both of them know that. And we just go in with the flow. Now, remember, these things are happening during a term. In school, so over five months period, and uh, well, my birthday is lower down in the year, and the the bad guy, I need to call him my name instead of calling me bad guy. The bad guy song is so wrong. <laughs> um, let's just call him. Let's just call him E. Right. So A, right, um, well, people knew my birthday was coming up because that was a thing. They always used to try to remember whose birthday is coming up and do some little shippiness in the class for them. 
and eventually other people get to know your birthday. So he knew my birthday was coming up and he actually um, came out and asked me to be his girlfriend. My birthday was on a Sunday and uh, this was a Friday. And before I left school, he stopped me and he was like, you know, I'd like you to be my girlfriend. And I know your birthday coming up, so I decided to ask her before. Because the next time I will see her is on Monday. And I didn't want to wait until Monday, so I said I'm going to ask her before. But he told me, don't answer him. Then he told me to go home and think about it. He actually did tell me to go home and think about it. And he knew as well that I was talking to the other guy. So he's like, just go, on, go home and think about it and tell me next week, whenever. It don't have to be Monday either. But he just wanted to ask me for my birthday. I was like, oh, okay, that's so cute. So, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. Right? The other guy, well, I didn't see him. I don't see him in the evening because he leaves as soon as the bell rings. Um, because he has a somebody that used to come and pick him up in school, and uh, um, A used to he was living not too far from the school, so he actually used to walk home. So sometimes on an evening when I'm leaving, he would actually, you know, walk with me when I'm going down to get transport to go, you know, meet my people, aka. Mommy, who has her car to, you know, go home with. Just have to wait until she ready. So from our first two, you know, till about 3 o'clock, we would kind of chill, walk down and talk. And uh, But this evening, he didn't walk with me because he had something else to do. So I was just left there trying to figure out, you know, he really asked me to be your friend. I was like, yeah, and then... A couple of my friends, they were, you know, there in the background working with me, and they heard, and they were like, yes, you should say yes, or you should say this, but what happened to, to the nice guy? I was like, yeah, that's what I say. That's why you tell me to go home and think about it, because, you know, it's too hard to choose from. And I don't want to just throw away somebody just so like that, but at the same time, but in the end, I, I did end up saying yes, and I told him that the Monday. But I had some, I don't want to say ground rules, but I had some things, some non-negotiables, let's call it that, some non-negotiables that I needed him to kind of agree on. Again, remember, I considered myself, I was kind of a goody, goody two-shoes, a good girl. So I was like, if... We're going to have this relationship thing because of the disaster and some of the stuff that, you know, I had to unlearn and learn new stuff from the last relationship. There are a few things that I needed that we needed to do and that you need to agree on for me to go into this relationship wholly and solely. One was to meet my parents. Yeah? Um, make this thing official. So that if anybody see me, I won't get in trouble. Hey, she like me with man, you know, people. You know how people stop back then as you're talking to somebody in the road. 
Oh, she's talking to some man down there. That's this and that. And that will get back to my parents. And that will cause back and all. And I didn't want that shit over my head. So, yeah. So, one, we had to meet parents. I had to meet his parents. He had to meet mine. And they have to know about this relationship. Right? Because meeting outside of school wasn't much of a, a thing for me. Most of the time when I see you, it would be in school. Because going out on weekends wasn't a thing. Because we live we live so far apart and I didn't have any money coming in. You know, we need to have money coming in. So, yeah, if we have to meet, it would have to be me asking my parents for money. And they would want to know, well, why are asking money to go and meet some man? So just to make everything clear and put everything out there, we needed to, to meet parents. And our parents needed to meet each other as well. So that was agreed upon. And the other thing, the other two things was like, this is just the high school sweetheart thing. This is just like the fling. We just going with the flow for now. We'll see how it goes. We don't have to think about the long time. We don't even have to think about if this relationship is going to last outside of school. Because we, as I said, we live in school in about a year and a half. We don't need to think about that. When that time comes, you think about it. But for now, this is just, you know, for now. And uh, the last thing is, which was one of the most important things, sex is off the table. We had incidents in the school where, you know, a few of our classmates had gotten pregnant and had to drop out or, you know, had to go and do the business, handle the business, give birth and whatnot, and then come back in school. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Again, sex is not on my radar. That was one thing that kind of stuck with me from the sex education talk after all the, you know, the consequences that were revealed and even more consequences that, you know, came up afterwards when I was doing personal research and whatnot. I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's one of the, the topics that was, you know, non-negotiable. So no sex, parents had to meet, and we just have to see where this goes. It may be long-term, short-term, we don't know. So we're just going with the flow. So it's serious. As in, you know, we're together, but it's not that serious as in an adult, full-out boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, partner relationship. It wasn't that serious. And it was really good. We we had a nice time. Um, well, I, I ended up telling the other guy, and of course he was disappointed. And I just want to point out one of the reasons why I kind of didn't pick him it's because sometimes he was yes he's nice and quiet and everything but sometimes he was too quiet and that resulted in just being boring and I needed a little bit of excitement and spon spontaneity how did I say that that sounds so bad but yeah I needed something spontaneous something to add a little pizzazz a little excitement in my life because I, I need to move away from this good girl thing. Not that it's a bad thing, but it it used to be kind of boring, honestly. And the 
the other guy a he actually bought you know all the excitement and good vibes and everything and two the good guy didn't ask me i mean we were talking before and he didn't ask so how long was i supposed to wait until you feel comfortable to ask and this is not a case where the good guy finished last eh? no it's not it's just he missed his mark. He didn't ask first. He was there first. And if he had asked first, he probably would have gotten through. But he just missed it. So, yeah. Um, and that relationship actually lasted, I would say, for a good, solid four years. And then two years on and off after that. That was a really long relationship. When we graduated, we decided, you know what? We like how it going. It was nice. Everyone gets along. My parents get along with his mom. His mom get along with my parents. I have no problems with his mother. He had no problem with my parents and family. So and everything was cool. So we decided, you know what? Let's let's continue this relationship. Um, I think what ended that relationship is when we got out there in the real world and you're exposed to a whole new kettle of fish new people new experiences new excitement and then we we actually went separate ways in terms of you know career path and all of that he um got a job and decided to go to work and i decided to further my education so yeah, I think that when we reached that crossroads where we were deciding what our future would be like and he decided to go to work and I went to school, it just made everything complicated and then we realized how inexperienced we were and how we needed to explore new avenues, new ventures, just see what's out there. And if we were still... You know, if we go out there and we decide, well, yeah, this thing out there is not for us and we need to keep what we have, then so be it. And that's why I would say we were together for a solid four years, exclusively, yeah? And for two years, we were kind of on and off, on and off. It's like, yeah, out there is nice and everything, but we like the comfort of being with each other because this is familiar and we know each other already. But at the same time, you go back out there and you realize, okay, well, I'm missing out on something. I'm turning down people that, you know, could, you know, have a better opportunity or a better, yeah, just a better opportunity, a different life, different perspective. And you would have liked to explore it. And now you have to turn them down because you're keeping on, you keep holding on to the familiar, the comfort. And... After a while, I was just like, you know what? Don't even bother. But we made friends. We made good friends afterwards. Um, every now and again, we would actually meet up and talk or go and eat and lime and whatnot. And huh, he had this one girlfriend. I don't know if he's still together with her, but that that girl developed somewhat of an unhealthy obsession with me yeah this girl 
she she was a jealous controlling type and and i'm just going off of my experience with dealing with them and some of the stuff that he told me um and i want to choose my words kind of clear because i don't want to call her the crazy girlfriend but it it seemed that way it did but then remember everything appears a certain way until you actually get to the roots or you get to know or you try to def to figure out why this person was acting this way so apparently homeboy went and tell this girl all my business because i mean we were together for so long and we were a big part of each other's lives she probably wanted to know who he was with and what he was doing even though he had other girlfriends before her after me and before her she i don't know she just had an issue with him still talking to me every now and again and there was a point where um he told me that she was accusing him of being with me now when he have his girlfriends and they broke up he would come and tell me their business like i don't need to know these things <laughs> but if you feel you know comfortable with telling me okay no problem sometimes people just need to vent and again that whole familiar familiarity wow that's so hard for me to say anyway i will figure it out that whole comfort level that he had with me was just you know good enough for him to want to vent and talk about his frustrations and stuff so but there was a there was also we also kind of developed an unhealthy pattern in terms of he would leave and we would kind of lock each other off uh, when i mean lock i mean you know talking to them not making contact with them and he would go pick up his girlfriends or do whatever and uh, when things fall sour you know then things get sour he would come back and talk to me not talk as in we can defend the relationship but just you know talk as in having that friendship um, he probably saw me as a, a means of support for him as well uh, so yeah he would go get a new girlfriend they would break up he'll come and talk to me and so i don't know if he told that particular girl that pattern that he had um but she didn't like it at all because like i say she probably was a jealous minded minded controlling type as he he said and he ended up telling this girl my business and when i mean my business i mean he told her my name full name there are people who i know right now that don't know my full name this girl knew my full name she knew where i worked where i lived what i did where i went to school all of that i was like but why why are you telling these people my business she didn't need to know this she didn't need to know this information but he said um when they argue she would always bring up the fact that this that and the other on and i just that and the other on i said like, but and at this point again when he have his girls i leave him i'm not talking to him i'm not going to call him and message him and no you have your freedom go and do whatever i would ignore you lock you off you know pretend that it's really over 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 i mean i'm talking cut connection cut the cord everything so why is she bringing up 
my name in your mouth, in her mouth. He's, um, now, when I got this information, this was about three years after I locked him off, right? And she and he had run his course at the time, and they broke up. And we actually met while bouncing to each other um, in town a day. Just walking. I was walking to get taxi to go home and the same thing. And we would just happen to bounce up each other in town. And that's how we started talk. And that's how we reconnected. And he, he was telling me, you know, what was going on and what happened and how we end up telling her all my business. And I was like, no, that's... You shouldn't, you shouldn't have, because now this girl is going to go out there thinking that you horn her with me, which is not the case, because I had no contact with you for over three years. Why would, you know, you do something like that? Now she's going to think that I some kind of whore or something, or I trying to steal she man. Why? That That's not the case. So, yeah. Um... Again, I don't want to talk too bad about the girl because, I mean, she probably had bad relationships before and, you know, insecurities came up and she probably had to deal with infidelity or whatever the case is, cheating or horning or however you want to call it. Um, but, and those things would have, you know, made her the way that she is or the way that she was. But yeah, and I think eventually they end up getting back together and breaking up again. And that their relationship was, you know, coming on like how our the ending of our relationship was, you know, invested this amount of time and you have this amount of emotions and everything invested and it's like you wanna let go but you don't wanna let go. The bad times there but the good times there as well and it kinda of, they just had a balance or tried to balance so just let it fall and lock off but they kept you know being on and off on and off for a while and as like I said she developed such an unhealthy relation an obsession an unhealthy obsession with me that she would actually stalk me on Facebook so A had a Facebook profile. You know when Facebook now come out, they had a Facebook profile. But he didn't, he wasn't a technology person. He's not so much, you know, the socialite or want to be up in everybody's business to try to connect with everybody. So Facebook wasn't that much a thing. He just had it just because. And she would use his profile to stalk my profile. And uh, we were friends on Facebook. And eventually, she made him delete it. His words, not mine. He, and that's what he told me. He said eventually she made him delete it because she didn't like that we were friends on Facebook. So, she ended up afterwards creating a Facebook profile. And she used, she created it as if it was his profile. Used his pictures and whatnot and add me. And, you know, she was trying to, this was like a, a year later. She was trying to get information out of me. So she pretended to be him 
while we were talking and you know open up the chat and she would talk and send me messages and I was like hey how you going and you know how do you deal with the woman and whatever and whatever and I genuinely just you know out of you know, just care and maybe fastness want to know your business just what going on but again it was not in my intention to get back together with him eh? because we had this dance before and I was tired of it and we had you know we call it quits we finalized that ending of, of our relationship so right now it's just a friend friendly kind of relationship and that you know again all that perpetuated this girl's obsession it just made her, her thinking about our kind of relationship it just made it worse for her in her head so her jealousy just kept going and her mind was racing with all these things so she would message me and ask me some questions and when she started asking certain questions like but who who's you because I know he's not gonna ask me these questions because he most likely know those answers for those questions. So I would ask her like what's my name and where I live in and she would legit tell me everything and that's how I know for sure that he wasn't lying when he told when he said that he told her everything. She knew everything and of course I blocked her. And she, um, I told him what she did because at first when I was talking to him, well, the, the person on the profile, I thought it was him, um, blocked her. I let him know what was going on. And he said he didn't, he never made another profile on Facebook since he deleted it two months years ago. And he said, well, he would talk to her and whatnot. I'll tell her to leave me alone because, I mean, come on. I don't have, I, I'm not with you. Please explain that to her. So, he said he did eventually. and But some girl just wouldn't leave me alone. She wouldn't because, again, I, like I said, they kept breaking up and coming back together. And I don't know if she was making these things when they broke up to find out if he came back to me. Right? Or if they got back together and... Things weren't going so well and she decided, well, maybe he coming back to me or he cheating on her with me. So she would make these profiles. She made about four profiles. And the last profile, because my, my Facebook profile used to be open, so you could add, you know, at the time you could just find a person without having to send the request and whatnot. Yeah. Eventually I made that shit private. And... Uh, the last profile that she made was last year. I kid you not. Last year, around October, she made a profile and sent me the friend request. And I'm talking about years. And I haven't spoken to him. At, from last year, it has been about four years since I've spoken to him. Right? And I was like, but why? Why? Why are you still obsessed with me to this point? I did add, because out of curiosity, I just wanted to to figure out what is the angle or why she was doing this. I add the profile, and she was trying to talk to me. And again, she was still come up with the the whole, you know, Pretending that it's him 
and uh, what I'm doing and how I'm going and you know like if we catch trying like if she's trying to catch up on old times and I, I said why are you doing this why why what's your reason what's your reason I'm not with your man leave me alone leave me alone go and deal with your man don't leave it with me I'm not interfering in your life I'm not sleeping in your bed I'm not living in your house leave me alone stop this shit and again, she was, you know, trip off and go beyond and try to prove that, you know, she is him. I'm like, okay, stop your shit. I'm like, at that point, I didn't even have a contact for him because it's been so long since I've spoken to him or had any contact with him. I, I had to report it to somebody because I would usually just let him know that she backed her old shit again. And I, again, I, I, most likely it was her because she did it before most likely it's her because the other girls that he was with didn't used to do that at least that at least that as far as i know they didn't do that because he again between him um breaking up well we breaking up between that time and before he got with her he had a couple girls you know that he was with, and they didn't, they didn't get on like that. They didn't make fake profile and stalk me or anything like that. So, I, I, this is the only one. So, most likely it was her. I'm assuming. So yeah. Um. So if you all see me on the road, probably my friends who are listening who know who I am. If you see me on the road, on a mall somewhere, and this random girl just you know come up to me and start a fight or whatever or they better save that girl or not because the scary part about it is i don't know who the girl is i don't know what she looks like i honestly don't know what she looks like i've never seen a picture of her or anything like that and i'm not a fighter i'm not a confrontational person but if someone comes at me i will defend myself and that tomboy in me is going to jump out and if i hit you with these hands that used to climb and swing from tree to tree and play rock war out in a cane field and hold caiman and snake. And if these hands hit you, darling, sweetie, trust me, you're going to need surgery. So, if all you ever see anything like that happening to me outside any road, please hold her back. Hold her back. As a matter of fact, hold me back. Because then I might catch a case. Alright, so just to leave leave you with some advice on this whole you know, some stuff that I've learned through this relationship thing in these early stages. Know what you want. Know what your boundaries are. And know what your intents are. If you know your intent to get to know this person for marriage, let them know. If you know your intention is just to get to know the person, let them know. If you have no intentions of having anything long term, let them know. If you know you want sex, let them know. It will save a lot of people time, effort, and emotions. Just be honest with them. Be honest with the intentions. Whether you want to date the person, whether you're courting the person, whether you just want sex. Just let them know. You will either get a yes or a no. 
If you know you move on to the next person, you will find somebody who would say yes to you eventually. Just saying. The world is not like how it used to be long time. Right? Another piece of advice is don't just settle for the right person or the person who you have set in a particular box. Always be open to new experiences and exploration. Don't just say, okay, this is a nice guy. This is a guy that, you know, everybody will think that I need to be with. And because this is a safe option, I take it. Sometimes it might be a safe option, but to what expense? It might be a boring life. It might, it might pick the nice guy or the nice girl and it might just end up being like, Ugh, what now? What next? Just go with the flow. But this is boring. I need something exciting. I need something that would, you know, shake me up a bit. Get me out of my comfort zone. Get me out of my box. Open me up to new adventures. To try something new. But not hurt. It won't hurt. Alright? The next advice. Which is important. And for God's sakes, I hope I'll take it. When I get all a new person. Alright? They would want to know information about the people who you was with before. Please don't give these people all the information. Especially if you're not certain of the person. Because you don't know, if you don't know all the insecurities and all the issues... You don't know how they're going to react to certain information. Just saying. I honestly try to keep my distance when it came to him and his girlfriends and whatnot. Yes, we would talk, but I, if you have somebody right now talking to, I like in, for intentions of getting to know them better in dating relationship-wise, I would lock it off. Because again, I don't want nobody to come and say I trying to take the man. I hate that. And I hope, you know, you will have some kind of integrity towards that as well. So try not to give them the information because you don't want to end up with somebody who would develop an unhealthy obsession with you or the person who you were with before. Right? Just saying. You don't want somebody who's con- who would control you, who would be jealous and... Every time, it, every time you talk to somebody of the opposite sex or somebody who, you know, you think they would be attracted to, or anybody attractive on anyhow you take it, and they would be jealous. You don't want them to develop that. Do develop that jealousy. That's unhealthy. We say no to that. Because then you're going to hear men say, Ah, nah, she's she crazy. Something wrong with she does that and the other. No, it's not crazy. You don't know what that person been through before and what they have to put up with that cause them to do, you know, these things. So when they get that trigger, sometimes you won't even know what that trigger is. Just by talking to the person or looking at somebody else might trip them off. So, yeah, keep the information minimum. Maybe first name basis. They don't want to know who the, what the person looks like unless they actually know the person, right, in their friend circle or whatever the case is. But, yeah, and try not to leave any doors open. Just say, close all the doors. Close all the doors before you jump into something else.
Alright people, it was nice. Later. Want to send me a message? A topic to discuss? Just want to get to know a little more about me? Send me an email at chat at edensfinest.com That's chat C-H-A-T at E-D-E-N-S F-I-N-E-S-T dot com And I'll respond. Maybe I'll discuss it in the next podcast. You never know what could happen. Later. I love sex. I love the way it feels. The way it makes me feel. It's realness. It's rawness. It's openness. If you think sex is overrated, you're doing it wrong. And if you're waiting for someone to make you fall in love with it, then you are the crossroads of your purpose. You better find yourself. Sex is about me and my expression of being. Sex is not just sex. It's an act of reproduction as well as a dance of passion. A gateway to the exploration of the human body. An explosion of all senses. The ultimate act of human pleasure. It's sex is sacred. It's an exchange of pure magical energy between souls. A transfer of positive and sometimes negative vibes. It is not a game. It is not an obligation. Do not confuse sex with intimacy. We desire intimacy, but our bodies crave sex. Intimacy goes beyond the physicality of sex. It's an emotional bond that we have with someone. Intimacy connects our emotional state to our sexual being. And when this happens with the right energy, you climax to a spiritual state of wholeness. Sex doesn't judge, and it's not perfect. It doesn't ask unnecessary questions or blind you from reality. When engaged, it's a powerful tool that can be used to build or weaponized for destruction. That's why some people beg for it, lie for it, pay for it, and unfortunately, steal it. So when you get it, don't play with it. Sex is to be explored. Embrace it. It is not a one-size-fits-all garment. Just like carnival, it's a parade of the bands of all different shapes, colors, and sizes. Be open, be excited, and be willing. And just enjoy it. I love sex. I love sex. I love the way it feels, the way it makes me feel, its realness, its rawness, its openness. If you think sex is overrated, you're doing it wrong. 
And if you are waiting for someone to make you fall in love with it, then you are the crossroads of your purpose and you better find yourself. Sex is about me and my expression of being. Sex is not just sex. It's an act of reproduction as well as a dance of passion. It's a gateway to the exploration of the human body, an explosion of all senses, the ultimate act of human pleasure. Sex is sacred. It's an exchange of pure magical energy between souls, a transfer of positive and sometimes negative vibes. It is not a game and it is not an obligation. Do not confuse sex with intimacy. We desire intimacy, but our bodies crave sex. Intimacy goes beyond the physicality of sex. It's an emotional bond that we have with someone. Intimacy connects our emotional state with our sexual being. And when this happens with the right energy, you climax to a spiritual state of wholeness. Sex doesn't judge and it's not perfect. It doesn't ask unnecessary questions or blind you from reality. When engaged, it's a powerful tool that can be used to build or weaponize for destruction. That's why some people beg for it, lie for it, pay for it, and unfortunately steal it. So when you get it, don't play with it. Sex is to be explored. Embrace it. It is not a one-size-fits-all garment. Just like carnival, it's a parade of the bands, of all different shapes, colors, and sizes. Be open, be excited, and be willing, and just enjoy it. I love sex.